There's an old saying that I heard that there's two kinds of people born in the hospital every day. There's a person born in the hospital that's going to get a job, and there's a person born in the hospital that's going to give that person the job. You have to decide along the way which one you're going to be. You can be a leader, but a leader is a developed set of skills. It's a developed set. And, and the more, but see, here's what stops the average person from being a leader, is the fear of the consequences of leading. Most people don't want the responsibility of being a leader. But let me tell you the trick though. The responsibility and ramifications and consequences of being a follower is dire, more dire, and more severe. Because now, as a follower, you just got to go along with whatever. You know how many adjustments you got to make when you a follower? <laughs> but the man come in and decide I'm having layoffs. And he hand you a slip and it's Christmas. What? That wasn't in your plans. But, ho, oh, you decided you didn't want to be a leader, you want to be a follower, now guess what? You got to deal with that. If I'm a leader and I own a company and the company start losing money, you think I'm fitting to not have my life? No, no. Cutbacks start on the follower. Well, you, the leaders don't go, well, let me quit. Because if I quit, ain't nobody eating. The cutbacks start at the bottom. So you have to make a decision if you're going to be a leader or not. But understand what a leader is, though. Sometimes you just really want to be the leader of your own life. See, you don't have to lead a world leader. I have no aspirations of being Martin Luther King. I have no aspirations of being Gandhi. None whatsoever. I had really no aspirations of being the leader that I've become today that I got young men listening to me that I wasn't even really counting on. I got, I got dudes emailing me, man, running up to me, man, at Essence. This brother ran up to me and Terrence was stopping him from talking to me. And the big brother, about 300-some pounds, sweating, had a chef coat on, had a thermometer pin, sweating all over the place. He had seen me come off stage, saw me go through the back. He ran all the way around to meet me. And Terrence, stand down, soldier. Well, this big dude right here ain't with that. He said, hey, hey, little man, little man, come on now. Ain't nobody got time for all this here. I'm trying to holler at this man right here because you don't know what I've been through. Stand down, soldier. Little man, before this turn into something else, I got to see him today. His whole thing was he was a prison inmate down in New Orleans, had been listening to me on the radio since 2005. Did his five years, got out the joint, started studying in prison food prep because he said, man, you, ain't, you told me one morning you ain't got to sit there and do nothing. You can better yourself from behind the wall and make one plan on not to come back. He said, you changed my whole life. He said, I come to tell you, man, I'm the chef right now at the Hilton. But the big dude was just crying. 
You know, we end up hugging. I cried with him because, you know, I, I, I be feeling people like that. I have no idea, nor did I have an aspiration to be an inspirational person to them. But I have always asked God in my own way to make me a relevant person. You know, I, I don't want to be a cat that when I die, it ain't nobody, ain't nobody tripping. Church empty, ain't nothing right here. Because, you know, it's two things, you know, when a person dies on their tombstone, there's a birth date, there's a dash, and then there's a date of your demise. And let me tell you something. When you die, they're not going to talk about your birthday. They're not going to talk about the day you died. The biggest conversation will be about that dash, that little dash. That's the life you lived in the middle of that date of birth and the date of demise. That dash will determine who you are. Let me tell you something before you go. Whenever people come see me live, um, I try to say something meaningful to people. And I'm in the laugh business. That's my gift. That's what God gave me at birth. Your gift is the thing that you do the absolute best with the least amount of effort. I want to tell you something that can help enrich your life. It's a sure sign from God that he ain't through with you because he wakes you up in the morning. When he's done, you won't wake up no more. But as long as you're waking up, that's, that means he has something for you that he hasn't been able to give to you for whatever the reason. I'm going to help you get to that reason a little bit quicker. I want to tell you something that I learned that changed my life. I was reading a book one time that had a quote in there from Albert Einstein. And Albert Einstein said, imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attractions. If you think about that, that's a really, really true statement. Because everything you see in this world came from somebody's imagination. Everything. Somebody was talking on the phone one day on that wall phone, connected to the cord, and tried to walk, and it didn't go no further. And he wanted to just go outside and get something out the car. He said, somebody said, you know what? I wish I could take this phone outside. Everybody in here got a cell phone. It was in somebody's imagination. Somebody imagined that. Somebody imagined everything. Somebody got tired of walking. Somebody got tired of driving cars. Somebody said, we're going to fly. You're not fitting to fly. Everybody in here have been on the plane. See, your imagination is the evidence of things not seen. You know why they call it the evidence of things not seen? Your imagination, you the only one can see it. You the only one can see it. See, so all this stuff you've been imagining was not some hocus pocus. When you imagine stuff, it's actually God showing you a preview of a coming attraction he has for you. That's what your imagination is. Why do you keep imagining yourself with a second home? Because God wants you to have a second home. Why do you keep imagining yourself in a supervisory capacity on another job? Because God really wants you to have that. Why you keep dreaming of opening a business one day? That's cause that's what God really got for you. And he put it in your imagination. The problem with your imagination though, is you tell it to the wrong people. If you want to kill a big dream, tell it to a small-minded person. You can't, oh man.
Think about this in your life. How many times have you had this really incredible idea and you took it to your family and your friends? You shared it with them and they shot it down. You know why they shot it down? Because they couldn't see it. Because God didn't put it in their imagination. He put it in yours. It was your evidence of things not seen. See all this stuff you've been imagining? You ought to start working on it. Because that's what God really got for you. Your real life is in your imagination. I'm here to tell you that. You think I'm here by accident? I'm here because he put this in my imagination when I was 10. When I was 10, he showed me I was going to be on TV. That's all I ever wanted. The assignment when I was in the sixth grade was, everybody write their name on a piece of paper and write what you want to be. You know what I wrote on my paper? I won't be on TV. Now, the, the problem I had, though, was I used to suffer with a serious stuttering problem. I couldn't talk outside my house. I stuttered for years. I flunked out of school. I'm on my third marriage. I lost everything I ever owned twice. I've been homeless and lived in a car for three years. But at 10 though, I wrote on a piece of paper, I want to be on TV. So the teacher went around the room and read everybody's paper. She had you stand up when she called your name. And the only assignment was your name and what you want to be. Doctor, lawyer, dentist, basketball player, football player. I wrote, I want to be on TV. She saved me for last. She said, little Stevie, come to the front. Now I'm thinking, I'm going to the front because I got the best answer. Because ain't nobody had put that on their paper. She called me to the front. I'm thinking I'm going to give me a gold star. But I was wrong about that. She called me to the front to humiliate me. First of all, you know I can't talk. I suffered with stuttering stammer so bad, man. I couldn't talk at all. And that lady lit in on me. Why did you write this on your paper? Now I'm standing there, I can't talk. I, 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 who in this school ever been on TV? I, 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 who in your family ever been on TV? I, 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 who in this neighborhood ever been on TV? I, I, I'm, I'm crushing, man. I'm standing there dying. She said, look at you standing there. You can't even talk. How they gonna put somebody like you on TV? So every Christmas, I send her a flat screen TV. Cause I don't want her to miss me. I do not want her to miss not now episode of me. Cause I wanted her to see what God had done for me. The fact that you couldn't see it, it wasn't for you to see. He put it in my imagination. But after three years of homelessness, losing everything I ever owned twice, suffering through the flunking out of school, go home and cut your TV on. That little boy with the stuttering problem, he all over that TV. You can't cut your TV on. You can't cut your TV on not now, day of the week, and you don't see that little boy. That little boy with the stuttering problem is all over that TV because God put it in my imagination. All I did was hang on to that thought. I just kept hoping. I just kept hoping that what I had wrote on the paper would come true. Ah, a lot of times it wasn't about no faith. I didn't believe it sometimes. When you homeless and living in the car, how you see yourself as a TV star? But I just kept hanging on there. Cause my mama's Sunday school teacher, I kept hearing her say, God. God didn't bring you this far to leave you. 
God didn't bring you this far to leave you. Why do you think he keeps waking you up? Because he got more for you. He got way more for you. He got plans for you. But he needs your faith. He just needs you to call on him. He needs you to dust off your imagination and just go for it. You got to try. Quit waking up thinking you ain't got no say-so in your life. You have a choice in this matter. You can't stop what happened to you, but you can doggone show do something about what happened to you. Life is 10% what happened to you. It's 90% what you do about it. Somebody in your family gonna die. Somebody in here gonna get fired. Somebody here gonna get an eviction notice. Somebody gonna get laid off. Somebody company gonna close. That's life. Somebody you love gonna break up with you. That's life. But what you gonna do about it though? Since it's gonna happen anyway. Trust me, go home and ask God to open up your imagination and then pursue it with everything in you and watch what he do for you. Appreciate y'all. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family. To my existing family, big up and thank you for joining today. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, with the foundation being self-discipline. I am your host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent people out there, listen, it just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. Your boy got some stories to tell. You know the model, the slogan, what we live by, what I want you to live by. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. Quote of the decade for me, my favorite quote of all time so far by Bob Marley. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. As you know how we do here, one question, two thought-provoking statements. Again, one question and two thought-provoking statements. First question, what new skill set are you learning today? And if you're not learning a new skill set, what is stopping you? Again, what new skill set are you learning today? And if you're not learning a new skill set, what is stopping you? The consequences. Oh, I'm sorry. Thought-provoking statement. The consequences. Thought-provoking statement number two, the adjustments of life. Today's show is entitled, Stop Perfecting, Maintain Execution. Stop Perfecting, Maintain Execution. Well, family, I don't know about you, but let's jump into this today's show with with the breakdowns as I was listening through to that to that audio clip even even when I pulled it I I've been having all these imaginations I've been having all these dreams and I've been trying to figure out how <laughs> you know to 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 really put it put it together and what I realized when what I really truly realize is is that 
I just went and wrote it on my little whiteboard. And I, I wrote all of these, these things down is because of the fact of I really truly believe what Steve was saying. And if you didn't know, that was Steve Harvey on that on those two audio clips. And let me tell you why I believe it is because when you start exposing yourself to different environments and different information, like, for instance, why did I ask or challenge you, family, to ask you what new skill set that you're working on? Let me tell you why. Because. If you do not prepare for what is the road ahead with regards to technology and building different skill set on the side while you're still working your full time job, you're in trouble. I'm just going I'm just going to be honest with you. And let me tell you why you're in trouble. It's not about a financial. It's not I'm not going down that road. What I'm saying, reason why I say you're in trouble is because technology is getting faster and faster. There's a Walmart um, close by me where they literally have removed a, like all the cashiers that used to normally be. So now it's more automated. So sort of like before when they first started off, it was like they had maybe two or three register. I mean, two or three lines that had the automated piece where you go through, scan your own stuff and bag your own stuff. And then they opened up a little small section where it was like a collection of maybe four or five. And then all of a sudden, you know, now it's even, they've even expanded it more. And when I start seeing things like this, I start before I had changed my mindset as far as, and, and changing your mindset is a daily process, by the way. It's not a, Oh, I just, Take I just read this book and my mindset is gone or I just listen to this and my mind. This is this is where just like if you're somebody that works out or if you're somebody that eats right, you know that once you stop all of the bad habits and everything that you used to be will come back to you. So I say that to set up the stage. And the reason why I start looking at things like that is because I am I'm seeing what is being automated. I'm seeing what is actually occurring because I know that if I don't start working on developing a skill set that can match where this economy is going, where this world is going, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble because it's sort of similar to I remember and I shared this with you guys before. My father did not want to get a smartphone. To save, I mean, I was like, Dad, look, you, you look at this, look at my phone. I mean, you can, you can, you can check, you know, your text message. I mean, everything you were already doing. And the thing about it is, this is the crazy thing. He had a flip phone and they were charging him <laughs> for text messaging. And I was like, I said, who does that? And so I was like, all right, look, this is what we'll do. I'll buy you the phone. If you don't like it, then I'll just use it as a second phone or I'll just, I mean, or I'll probably just take it back. Cause I don't need, that's just another expense or um, that really right now I don't need. And so I said, here, just, just, just take this. And so he took the phone and he was like, wow, man, I'm like, you know, people texting me and he was like, wait a minute, you mean I can go on and get directions? And I'm like, yeah, this is what I've been 
trying to get you to catch up on. But that's the thing. A lot of times, family, we get so stuck in our comfort zone. We get so stuck in and 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 just the consequences of us taking a change in what we're used to and we're thinking about how negative that change is and that that's the whole thing and that's what I didn't understand about leadership like I never had planned to to be in some type of leadership role or to be um, someone that somebody is looking to my voice to to be able to help and assist and guide them and they take it the information and use it and it works. I remember the first time that that happened to me, I was just like, Oh, that worked for you. I mean, you know, I, I, anytime I tell somebody, that's why the integrity of this show and the integrity of what we're building here is going to be extremely important. I know some of the shortcuts that I could take by, you know, um, building, having someone build something for me and then, you know, selling it to, to you family. But I don't want to do that. I really, truly, my goal here is to build a evergreen, which is basically a model in which I am breaking the rules. I am, I've never been, I've always been a rebel when it came to rules. I don't like, I mean, rules are very important. Don't get it twisted, but I've always been a rebel because I've always wanted to do something outside the box. And people would be like, well, why you just didn't do it like everybody else? That way that you did, it took you longer. And I said, I know I said, but you, which I said, the difference between of what you learn and what I learn, what I learn is going to help me further because I am willing to be uncomfortable to learn something different. I am willing to be uncomfortable in experiencing something different. See, a lot of times, family, we 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 search for perfection and then we loop, miss out on the actual execution piece. We perfect, 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 and then we don't don't execute. But in the leader, when you are working on you know leadership and you are working on being uh, a better first of all leadership doesn't have to be with you leading people leadership can be leading yourself what are the self-disciplines that you need to do what are the habits you need to create so you can be a better version to yourself to your family to your friends to you know your your wherever environment that you come in like you want to be someone that you are constantly under construction. You are constantly finding ways to get better and you refuse. And I'll say this again with as much fire and as much excitement as I can say it. You do not want to stay stagnant and you do not want to be somebody that refuses to grow. Now, anytime you grow, we understand that change comes with that. You see, that's why the importance of when with the change, there's an adjustment in your life. You see, I started um, I did the I'm doing the Jerry Seinfeld where you X off um, on the calendar. I have my calendar up and the whole thing is, is basically keeping a chain. At first I was like, oh, that, eh, I don't know. But me knowing who I am, I'm willing to test it out. See what we talk about being here, a mad scientist, when someone recommends something, and they said they had success at it. Why wouldn't you at least see if it works? What do you have to lose? It's not like you were doing something different. 
So when that it, when that happens for you, you have that opportunity test it out to see if it if it makes sense. And I'm gonna be honest, that Jerry Seinfeld marking X's on the calendar uh, to complete a whole chain. If you don't understand the, know the backstory, so the backstory is just real quick, family. Jerry Seinfeld wanted to hold himself accountable, got uh, because he wanted to create. I think it was like a joke a day. So every day that he did that, he put a big red X over. Um, you know, on the, the date of the, that he actually did the exercise and what he was doing was not trying to break the chain and breaking the chain, meaning that you don't write a dope joke for that day. For me, I am doing, and I'm, I'm, I want to tell you guys after I, after I finish this, um, because I want to, I really want to give you the, tr I want to give you the raw and uncut, I guess, in a sense of what I'm doing, but basically I am testing something out here. Um, I'll give you um, one of the things that I'm doing as part of this process. So one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to post on YouTube and Instagram for 40 straight days, just one, one to two video. Well, actually it'll be a story and a post feed for uh, Instagram. And then for YouTube, I want to post uh, two shows. So it may be previous shows or current shows. I, I haven't, figured out the the sauce the secret sauce or the formula yet but th that's what I'm testing out and the reason why I'm doing that is I want to see if it's if, I want to test this out because I want to see if it's true people say well if you want to get better you need to post a, I mean if you want to get more attention and you know and find your audience and find basically I'm looking for my extended family so the extended family that's currently listening I'm trying to find more of you guys because you guys rock with me real heavy and I appreciate that. That's why I always make sure in the introduction that you are respected and I'm grateful for it because I'm just a kid from, you know, um, Michigan. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I just, I just want to give back the way that I've learned along the way, but I'm also running another system of tracking myself. See, that's another thing family we don't do. And I was guilty of it too. So I said, you know what, during this 40 day process that I am, uh, I'm, and I'm going in more details, even though I said I didn't want to, but this is what happens when you love what you do. You, you, <laughs> it just comes out. So anyway, um, I'm as part of this 40 day system that I'm working on, I am uh, also tracking myself and wait until I share that with you. Oh, that's going to be so amazing. And it's funny. I didn't even come up with how the, 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 the tracking method per se. Now uh, it was crazy. I, I mean, oh, I want to tell you something. Okay. Forget it. I can't hold it. So the tracking method that I came up with. So the, the, the theory is based off of, of when Jesus was in uh, the, I think it was Gethsemane was he was in there or wherever he, no, no, no. When he was tempted for 40 days. So I borrowed that concept of 40 days. So I said, all right, well, I'll just do uh, 40 days and I'm tracking my 40 days as far as my production and watch this y'all. I, and I, I put a 1%. Okay, that you probably like, what do you mean? You put, what does that mean? Okay, so the 1% is saying only really 1% to 2% of people will actually do what you're about to do here. That excites me. Ooh, okay, okay, all right. So let me tell you why that excites me. Because it's true. 
one to two two percent of people will actually stop going for perfection and execute. One to two percent of people will actually plan something and then go um, and, and go execute. One to two percent of people will say, you know what, I'm going to improve my mindset. I'm going to read 10 to 20 pages uh, a day. For 40 days, one to two percent people. How do I have those stats? Where do I get those stats from? There's not I, I can't tell you where I got those stats from. I just can tell you in my surroundings. I can just tell you based on what I've seen, based on what I've heard. I mean, here's sweating, family. I'm there's some fire. So what I'm saying, what I'm challenging you today, family, what I'm pushing you to do and to be more of is to push yourself. I am tired so far. And this is only day three. And I'm tired. But I'll rather be uncomfortable from being tired than be uncomfortable from being disappointed, frustrated, upset with the world because I didn't do what keeps calling me. And I'm telling you, family, when you get that and it may not, you know, a lot of times, family, we we go searching for signs like and, you know, I gave you that story about the guy on the roof waiting for the boat from, you know, waiting for God to bless him for um, to, to bring a sign that, OK, this is the person that's supposed to rescue you. Family, we got to get out of that. We have to focus on what we can do. If you are if you're a spiritual person, you know that faith without works is dead. I know you hear that a lot, but that is so true, because if you are unwilling to to it's, it's like anything, if, if you have a relationship with God, how are in, in with God? And if you it, just think if you what's the difference in a relationship with God or a relationship with somebody else um, that, you know, there's still an expectation there. If I do this for you. I'm expecting you to do this for me, meaning and, and to, to clear it up of saying, well, if you're saying, hey, I need your help moving and you're like and I'm like, OK, cool. But the expectation is, is when I get there, things are boxed up or um, things are boxed up, things are labeled, things are, we're, we're ready to, you got the truck, you got, you know, you, you maybe got some additional helpers or something of that nature, but we are ready, we are ready to go. And so that's the same thing, family. We, we have to, and this is something that's going to be for, I'm, I'm going to, I hate to use the word preach, but that's what it is. I'm going I'm to have to, as my husband, it is what it is, but I'm going to have to, to keep pushing you family because by me pushing you, you're pushing me and you don't even realize it. Because if you want more out of life, if you want to be more and, and, and don't compare yourself with, with other people of what that more looks like, because we really truly realize that you can have all the things and still kill yourself, commit suicide. So it's not about the things. It's about the journey. It's about the experience of being more than what they said that you was going to be. See, the reason why I didn't want to go to college, I hated school. I, I still still to this day, I don't really like school. But what I what reason why I went was because they first of all, they told me I couldn't go. 
So you don't you don't tell somebody with a mindset like mine, even the mindset I had then, back then. And now, if that was, it's on a whole nother. I mean, it's 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 we in space now because I I work on it every day. So when I say to you, family, about stop listening to they who I got from uh, DJ Khaled. It's a reason behind that because I know personally how that can affect you. It affected me at the at first because I was like, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not smart enough to get into a college. Maybe I, I, I mean, I'm failing tests. I, I think, like I said before, I think I got like a 12 or 13 on my ACT. I need to go verify that too, by the way. I know it was like a 12 or 13 on my ACT. And I took it twice and I couldn't, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't get a higher score. And they and and when I got to college, they put me in some remedial uh, courses because they're like, "Hey, well, based off your grades, I mean, you you're coming in. I think I had like a two two five because I didn't care. But it was funny when I got to college how well I excelled because now it changed it it changed from the conversation which I love to do. Now we're talking, we're talking through things. And I will have teachers that are pull me to a side. Listen, I see that you have no ability. I mean, you, you're, you're extremely comfortable in being the focal point of a conversation. Would you mind if I pick on you? I'm like, what, what, what do you mean by pick on me? Well, I don't mean like, you know, trying to disrupt you or try to embarrass you, but I want to be able to leverage your fearlessness about looking because you don't really care if you, if you ask a question and it may be a, the dumbest question, but long as you get your answer, you're satisfied and see what they, what he didn't realize. I learned that from 50. When 50 said when people in the 50 of law of power talk about, he was talking about when people didn't want to, was it 50 law or is it, I think it was an interview. And he said, you can tell when somebody really wants to be, and I'm paraphrasing because he may have said it a different way, but it gets to the point. Um, you could tell when somebody really truly wants to be successful because of the fact of they they are fearless about raising their hand to ask a question or they're fearless about making a statement and and not really caring about if someone judges them by laughing at them or judges them by or by saying, oh, this person is not smart or this because I, I struggle with that because I struggle with it. Because if you're being told already, you don't even have the, the, the mindset, not, let alone the skill set to get in college. And then you go get a job and you're being told, oh, well, you know, uh, should you raise your hand or should you not to make a comment because you don't want to ask something and people look and start judging you. So family, I I know I just kind of went all over the place with that, but it's, I, I really, if you really knew how bad I really want my family to exceed, like I really want us to win because the more people that win, the better opportunities that we can help each other how we can learn from each other but if we don't do anything if we sit back and wait for everybody else to do it or we wait for the sign that okay now it's time to take action 
will be just sitting there. And a month will go by, a year will go by, you'll look up and you'll say, wow, where did the time go? I think that is, well, I know that's why one of the things that I've incorporated into my life is the, the, the Jeff Bezos, uh, I'll call it theory, when he says, uh, I call it the theory of regret. He said, at 80 years old, looking back at my life, I want to have as, many, as minimal regrets as possible. So family, I challenge you, when you get to that age, 80, I want you to have as minimal regrets as possible. I want you to be able to say, you know what? I did it. I, I went and started that business or I, I went for that promotion at, at work or I went for another opportunity or I made the decision to be the best mother or the best father, whatever that thing is. And I always say the thing because there are a lot of people chasing different dreams and I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to address all of that unless if I put a, a blanket over it and say whatever that thing is because everybody is looking to be to do something different but it all goes back to the same point it's sort of similar to this if I take a piece of paper and shoot it into the garbage can versus you taking a piece of paper and walking over to the garbage can and putting it in there is my method wrong versus yours? No, because we got to where we, we got to our destination and we executed on what we needed to happen was getting that piece of paper in there. So family, however you get to the, your destination is going to be the requirement is going to be the process that you're going to have to go through. Like the process that I'm in, you're watching me grow. You're watching me develop in a way that I probably should have been doing a long time ago. I should have been on this mic when podcasting started, period. But I sat around. I sat around and lived the wish life. I sat around and was waiting for the right moment. I So, all of that was happening, and finally I just said, I had enough. I just took my phone out and, and just started recording. And that was because that was only prompted by going through a uh, Russell Bronson's challenge. So, family, I'll leave you with this, and I'm, gonna, I'm done. I promise you I'm done. Today is the day, family. If you're listening to this a year from now, it's still going to be today is the day. I want you to open up those book of ideas if you have any. If not, you need to create a book of ideas. But just don't create it and not take any action. And action it could be as simple as, no, we're not, you know, we don't do things simple. So I'll just say, go and execute. Continue to do more than what you did yesterday and start tracking yourself and seeing what you're doing because you may need to make an adjustment or as I call it, a pivot. Until next time, family. I've been your host, ED. This has been the Impact Secret Podcast Show. Today's titled, Stop Perfecting and Maintain Execution. Again, Stop Perfecting 
and maintain execution. I'm coming for that number one spot. Till next time.